Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. So excited you're here. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different and I think there's a really good reason for it. So last week in episode 14, I told you about equivocation and at the end I talked about how understanding equivocation can help you have better conversations. And I was really especially talking about how to have better conversations with somebody that you might not agree with or that might have a different definition of things than you do. And then I just kind of left it at that. And as I got to thinking more about it, I realized I kind of left you hanging. Uh, It is super easy to just say, have better conversations. But the reality is having good conversations is not easy. It doesn't necessarily come naturally to most of us. And it's another one of those things that typically isn't modeled or taught in school but it's really important. So what that means is we need to learn the skills somewhere else. And whose whose responsibility is it to learn the skills we need for life and good relationships? It's ours. It's our own responsibility. So today, I'm going to dive into that. And I am going to give you some tips on some essentials to go going into a conversation to make it a good conversation. So here's the thing. My original plan for this podcast was for season one to be all about logical fallacies. uh, And then season two will be all about cognitive biases. Starting in season three, we'll be discussing how to think well. And then season four, how to have conversations well. But that means you'd have to wait over a year to hear about having a good conversation. And I just felt like I was leaving you hanging. So you won't be learning a new fallacy today. I'll get back to that in tomorrow's episode. But... Tonight, I am going to be talking about how to have a conversation, specifically a good conversation. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's dumb. I have conversations with people all the time. What could there possibly be to learn about how to do it? And that's a fair question because you're right. We have conversations all the time. What possibly could I have to teach you about something you do naturally? Well, when it comes to conversations, there are actually a lot of nuances involved. There are social skills. And then there are nuances of how the conversation changes when you're talking to your best friend versus your distant relative versus someone you just met versus someone who makes you nervous, right? These are all different. And then there's a conversation with someone you agree with on a topic versus someone you disagree with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's all these different uh, possibilities of scenarios. There's a ton of different conversational possibilities and there's no way I can talk about all of them. So for today, I'm just going to pick up where I left you hanging in episode 14 and take it from there. So in episode 14, I talk about how the definition of racism is changing and I said that understanding this will help you have better conversations. So today, I want to give you five things to actually help you have better conversations, especially if or when you find yourself having a conversation that could get heated or where you and the other person may not see things eye to eye. You ready? All right, let's go. So essential number one is something I learned from my father-in-law, and it's a mindset. Actually, uh, pretty much all of these are kind of mindset things, but this one is going to help you going into any conversation, and it's this. Seek first to understand 
then to be understood. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. Most of us do this backwards. We want to be heard. We want to feel understood. We want the other person to get us and to agree with us. So we usually, what we do in order to feel understood is we end up repeating our ideas or our positions over and over louder and louder. We want to be understood first and more than we want to understand because it feels good to be understood, right? It does. But this creates a whole sea of people who are more interested in talking than in listening. And it has been said that listening feels a lot like love. And when someone feels heard and understood, it brings down their walls and their defenses. And hopefully, not a guarantee, but hopefully it'll help them feel more open to then understanding where you're coming from. This is one way that you might have to be a bigger person in a conversation and be the first to say, okay, let me set my agenda aside and listen to you and try to understand your position first, right? And when you can come into a conversation doing it, it shifts It shifts the whole dynamic of the conversation because you don't have two people just trying to be heard. All right, essential number two. Uh, This is one I just recently learned from my friend Andy Truitt. And when I heard it, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, this challenged me. I kind of rebelled a little bit against it mentally because I was like, what do you mean? Why would I do that? But he said, in order to have a good conversation, you must be willing to be persuaded. You must be willing to be persuaded, not just trying to persuade the other person. And I was like, whoa, insert the mind blown emoji. So let me just say it again. In order to have a good conversation, you must be willing to be persuaded. Now, if you're like me, you might be thinking, what do you mean? There's certain things that I believe to be true that I don't think I want to be persuaded out of believing. It would be very hard for me to go into a conversation about these things and be completely open to being persuaded by them. My tendency is to want to be the person doing the persuading, just being honest here. But he challenged me on that. And he said, if I'm not open to being persuaded, is it really a conversation? Ooh, let me say that one again. If I'm not open to being persuaded, is it really a conversation? Or is it just me trying to convince? Now, stay with me here. The reason this was so hard to wrap my brain around was because I didn't understand essential number three. So let me bring that into the conversation. The reason that you can be willing to be persuaded is because of essential number three. And that is the goal of the conversation should be to seek truth, not to prove rightness, not to convince, not to win, not to make the other person look stupid, right? The goal of the conversation should be to seek truth. So when you hit a point of contention or disagreement in the argument, you don't get mad and stomp away. You don't start calling names. You choose to press into that point with the whole goal of pressing toward truth, not toward opinion, not to prove your side, but to find truth. So think about it. If the things that you believe are really true, you shouldn't be afraid of looking at them through the lens of trying to find truth. If they're true, you'll wind up back at that same conclusion again. But if they're not true, don't you want to know? Right? Don't you want to know that, hey, some of these things that I've been thinking or believing, they actually aren't true. I've got to decide what I'm going to do with that now. 
wouldn't you want to know that? Now, there are some people who they don't want to know. They just are kind of set in their position for whatever their reason is. But hopefully that's not you, right? Hopefully that's not you. And the reason that it's important to have a goal to seek truth is because seeking to find truth in a conversation will help you then demonstrate essential number four, which is respect and love for your neighbor, your neighbor being the person you're in the conversation with. And yes, you need to bring a certain amount of love and respect for the other person if you're going to have a good conversation with them. You may disagree with them, but you can still have respect for them as a fellow human being created by God just like you are. Without love and respect, you can have a great yelling match, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about having a good conversation, one in which you seek first to understand, one in which you seek to find the truth a good conversation. And listening well is a way to show love and respect to your neighbor. And here's one thing that will help you listen well, and it's essential number five. Beware of your own triggers, emotionalism and defensiveness. If you find yourself getting hijacked by emotionalism, or you find yourself getting defensive because they don't agree with you, It'll be pretty near impossible for you to do any of the other four things that it takes to have a good conversation. Guys, here's the thing. If you have been paying any attention at all these last, I don't know, several years, you don't have to look very far to see the results of conversations where people get defensive or emotionally triggered. And I'm telling you, it is not pretty. And usually nothing gets accomplished except two people get even further entrenched in their dislike for the other person. We can do better. We need to do better. I'm not just teaching you these fallacies every single week just so you can be like a smarty pants or just so you can go out there and pick them out and say, oh, good for me. I know these things. No, it's so that you can be aware of them when you run across them. It's so that you don't use them as well, but it's also so that you can seek truth. That is the goal for it. That is the goal. We can learn to communicate in a way that's truthful, that's winsome, that's persuasive, and hopefully this podcast is a step in helping you do just that. So to wrap up, let me just run through them one more time. The five essentials to good communication are number one, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Number two, be willing to be persuaded. Number three, the goal is to seek truth. And when you, especially when you hit a disagreement, you, you push in and you seek truth. Number four, respect and love for the other person. And number five, beware of your own emotional triggers. Does that help? I hope so. Let me know if that was helpful. I'd love to hear from you. And join me tomorrow when we will get back to the fallacies and I will be talking about the two quo que fallacy. Yeah, it's a weird word. I'll explain it tomorrow. All right. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughabraincell.com. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. 
I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.